We have been talking about how God desires, not just desires, but commands us to bear fruit. And whether, whether you bear godly fruit or not, you're going to bear fruit. Somebody got that? Whether good or bad. A bad tree cannot bear good fruit, and a good tree can't bear bad fruit. You are going to bear fruit. But God says bear godly fruit and bear much fruit and bear fruit that lasts. God, the godly fruit is going to be fruit that lasts. He doesn't just want you to bear a little bit. He wants you to bear a lot because God's not a little bit God. God's an abundant God. And he wants your fruit to last. Not to, not to make it a day, not to make it a week, not to make it a year, but eternal. Forever. So we left last week saying, okay, how do I bear fruit? We looked at four different kinds of fruit. I'm not going to go back to that. Go back, go to the website, get the podcast and catch back up. Tonight, four conditions of fruitfulness. And I'm just going to get through one. Four conditions. Thank you, Liz. Number one, deep roots. Say deep roots. I must cultivate deep roots. Nobody else does this for me. Believe me, if they could, I would let them. If I could have rode on my parents' roots, I would have. I tried. I thought that I could until storms came. And my roots weren't their roots. I have to, I have to cultivate and get my roots planted you have no fruit without the root. <laughs> it's the truth. Because the root produces the fruit. My part is to get my roots down. I get to choose where I put my roots. Nobody chooses that for me. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots. I don't have the rest of it. Oh, it's so sad. Where's verse 8? Shoot. I'm going to read it to you. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree. Here comes the metaphor. He'll be like a tree planted by water that sends out its fruits by the stream. It doesn't, it doesn't fear when the heat's on. Do you fear when the heat's on? It's been cold the last few months, and that's not the kind of heat I'm talking about. What happens when, when you get pressured? Someone that's planted by the stream, the leaves are always green, has no worries in a year of drought. We don't understand what a drought is because we have floods. We have so much water right now. But even in the midst of droughts, it still bears fruit. Now, I want you to notice that God is saying that roots are the key to fruits, and that we need roots to make it through the tough times. And in this verse, did you notice there are two different kinds of tough times that you're going to go through in life? You're not going to bear fruit in those rough times unless you have roots. Now, first, he says you have to have roots. 
when the heat's on. And he said that when the heat's on, you've got to have roots. Now, not just when it's hot, not just when it's hot, you've got to have these deep roots in order to pull the water out of the ground. There's water, there is, there is nutrition, there is nutrients for you right where you are. Listen to me. No matter your circumstance, provision is within your reach. Everyone. Pastor, you don't know what I've come through. No, you don't. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm going through. I don't know what you're going through. But I can tell you that God's arm's strong enough and long enough to reach you right where you are right now. Amen. Man, y'all are a good crowd. We need to baptize people and do enemies camp every week. I don't mean that, but we do need to baptize people. <laughs> enemies camp's one of those love-hate songs that we play and like, oh man, we're doing that. And then we do it and it's like, oh man, that was fun. But I'm kind of glad we got it over with. Yeah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Ron loves it. My drummer loves it. <laughs> oh, it's good though. What's the heat in your life? It's pressures, it's stresses. When stuff comes on you and you realize, uh-oh, I have a root problem. We wind up panicking, we wind up running. I wanna tell you about some trees. Uh, it's redwoods, in the, the sequoia redwoods. Y'all ever heard of those? They're giant, enormous. But you know what? They can survive even a forest fire. There can just basically just be a trunk left, but they continue to stay alive and to grow. And something that's pretty interesting about these trees is their roots aren't that deep, but they grow together. There's always many of them and their roots go out and interlock with other trees. They lock into each other. They network together so that when things go wrong, and let me tell you in the redwoods, things go wrong. You get storms. Does anybody remember that bug thing that we got and it killed all of our cedar trees? Was it cedars? It was pines. I'm not a tree guy. My dad was more of the tree guy. But stuff happens. Trees that you would think would last forever don't. But because of this root system, they can almost be demolished, but they still live. That's what this scripture here is talking about. You get the right roots down, it doesn't matter what storm comes, you don't die. You don't lose. You don't stop growing. We still have challenges. Don't raise your hand. Who's going through a challenge? You're all like... Some of you are like, I don't care that he said no. <laughs> we have challenges. How's your roots? How's your roots? If you look at oak trees, do you know that oak trees' roots go deep? And there's, there's more below the ground than there is above the ground. Why? Because it takes a lot to hold you up. It's going to take something substantial to get you through what you're going through. But there is nothing that's coming your way that's more substantial than God. So as long as our roots are down in him, we are not going to move. Go try to move an oak tree, one that's 50 years old. Go try to make it, go try to shake it enough to where the leaves will shake. It's not going to move. We will not be shaken. How many of you shake when the ground shakes? How many, of you, how many of you get uprooted when something bad comes along? 
How many of you, your relationships are hanging by a thread, just waiting for that moment, for that person to say the right thing, and I will go off on him? Or her. People get mad at me if it looks like I'm yelling at a girl, so I say him. So, yeah. Marriages holding by a thread. Holding by a thread. That's no way to live. Your life, your job, your circumstances, your kids, holding by a thread. Why? Because you don't have deep roots. And you don't have networked roots to where people are around you to be able to say, uh, hey, um, your hair's on fire. Before you burn to the ground, can I help you get that fire put out and help you realize how you started it? Do you know my, my Sarah Bett, my youngest, who's playing volleyball with Elizabeth this weekend as we speak? I don't know. She was five, six years old. Elizabeth would probably know better the age, but went to blow out a candle and caught her hair on fire. And thankfully, she wasn't alone. She was networked with family, to get that fire put out. That's the purpose of family. Hey, your hair's on fire. And I start smacking her and hitting her and all kinds of (laughs) wild stuff. You do what you got to do. And when the body of Christ is intermingled together, for instance, I'm just going to share one family. I've got a deacon who is in the hospital with pneumonia. And praise God, he called me. Now, people never do that. Just expect me to somehow hear the Holy Spirit, hey, this person's in the hospital, and I don't know. Then they get mad at me because I don't show up. Well, Ken Walden, our lead usher and our deacon, just called and said, hey, I'm in the hospital. Great, I'm there. I'm just down the street. All my family's gone. I'm there. I'll come back. What do you want? I don't know. You like milkshakes? Oh, I'll drink a milkshake. What kind do you like? Strawberry? Strawberry. Great. I went and got him a strawberry milkshake. Prayed with him, loved on him, had other people go and check on him, let him know somebody cares about him. We know that he's being cared for in the hospital. We're all, everybody's reaching out to him. It's what the body does. But when you don't have deep roots and you find yourself in trouble, sometimes you're not, you don't have anybody around you to help you. I have been there. I have isolated myself that there was no one close enough to know that something was wrong. So that when I tried to come up for air, there was no one there to help me. Not because nobody loved me, but because I isolated myself. I did that to myself. The church didn't do that. My leadership didn't do that. My friends didn't do that. I did that. Listen to me, church. My roots are my issue. Your roots are your issue. God said, get roots down. I'm going to tell you how to get roots down. You know, he gives, he tells us how to, how to do his stuff. He doesn't just leave us hanging. He gave us an instruction manual and he gave us millions of people to help us. He also gave us his spirit to talk to us in our, in our head as we're going along to say, hey, you're about to step off the stage. Don't do that. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 3 says, the righteous cannot be uprooted. I've certainly had times in my life where not only did I think I could be uprooted, I was uprooted. 
I found myself not abiding, not deep-rooted, or the things that I was deep-rooted in weren't able to hold me. The righteous cannot be uprooted. Can you? What knocks you off? What knocks you, what messes you up? How are you when things get tough, when resources get limited? How can, we, how can we look at this? Maybe you don't have enough money to, I mean, we've got April 15th coming up and you don't have enough money to pay your taxes. Or things are going wrong at your job and you don't feel like that, you don't know that it's really that stable or that tomorrow that you're even going to have a job or you feel like your marriage is about to fall apart or you feel like your kids are about to go off, literally go off the deep end. The righteous cannot be uprooted. We've got to have deep roots. When things get dry and tight, do we wilt? Do we dry up? Do we blow away? There was a survey once that said the average pastor leaves a church because five people are critical of him. To do my job, I think to do your job, you got to have deep roots. Got to have thick skin. Things are going to happen. People are going to say stuff. Um, I've got teenagers. And teenagers say nasty stuff to each other. Not mine. Mine say perfect stuff. But teenagers. (laughs) Adults go and vomit stuff out on Facebook and think there's no... Don't, don't think about who it's hurting. People get hurt. Don't do that. Things that get blow around all the time are, uh, is a tumbleweed. Has no roots down. But did you know that even in the desert, there are things that can still flourish? There are cactus that can still flourish when there hasn't been rain for days, for weeks, for months, but still grows. That's to be us, that no matter, come hell or high water, our roots are in, we're going to love on people, and we're going to get through it. We're going to help each other get through it. One of the best ways to help, to help get through something is help somebody else get through their thing. Do you have deep roots? Well, let's look real quick, and I'll, I'll start to wrap things up. How do we get deep roots? Let's look at Psalm chapter 1, verse 2. Now, I'm kind of going at a fast pace, and I'm not meaning to. Let's slow down a minute. First of all, I want to ask you, how are your roots, and do you want them to change? We can sit here and play church, or we can allow some truth to get into our hearts and make a decision. First of all, you need to recognize, I've got an issue You know, if you're an alcoholic, you got to be able to admit that you're an alcoholic before you can ever begin to get healthy again. You've got to recognize there's a problem. So, are you someone that are struggling with roots? And because you would say, yeah, I kind of am, that doesn't make you bad. It makes you um, who Jesus came for. Jesus came for you. What he did, he did for you. So it qualifies you to walk with Christ. 
It says, they find their joy in obeying the law, the law of the Lord, and they study it day and night. They are like trees that grow beside a stream that bear fruit at the right time and whose leaves do not dry up. They succeed in everything they do. This is the righteous. What is the one factor that they're drawing from? It's in the first two lines. The word. It says the law of the Lord, the Old Testament, but this is the word. You cannot have deep roots without being in the word. You want to change your structure? You want to change your roots? Get in the word. Study it day and night. Allow it to change you. Study it with the intention of you changing, of you following. Have you ever followed directions? It's that basic. Follow directions. God will not lead you wrong. He will lead you to the path. He will lead you to the stream. He will lead you to provision. He will lead you to breakthrough. He will lead you to favor. But you have to follow. How do you follow? You get in the word and you follow direction. God's giving you direction. He paid an incredible price for us to have the word like we have it. Jesus is the word. You follow him. Look what happens. You will bear fruit at the right time. Your leaves won't dry up and you will succeed in everything you do. Why? Because you are following God's direction. When you follow his direction, you succeed. When you follow your direction, the world's direction, you don't. It's so powerful. What a promise. If you've got your Bibles, I'd underline that. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. Since you have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, live in union with him, keep your roots deep in him, build your lives on him, and become stronger in your faith as you were taught. How do we get our roots deep? Build your life in, says him, capital H. Who's him? Jesus. Who is Jesus? Tells us in John chapter one, Jesus is the word. Jesus is no longer here in the earth. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father. He has left his Holy Spirit, which we have, but he's talking about here to, to grow in him, in his word, in his direction, and follow it. As we start studying his word, do you know that it is his spirit that comes and teaches us how to understand it, how to apply it, how to use it? That's part of the Holy Spirit. It says the Holy Spirit's the teacher. He's also the comforter. There's many things that the Holy Spirit does, but one of the things he does is he teaches us. So when we start studying, you may say, Pastor, I'm not a great reader. I don't understand it. Hang in there. Get around other people that can help you. We've got great teachers in our church. God places the right people around you to help you understand his word. 
but you've got to get your roots deep. You've got to get your roots deep. So I'll just close with that. How are your roots? It's funny, I want to think about hair and how uh, people get their hair colored and then the other color starts coming back out. Uh, That's not your real color. That's your real color. You can play a game for a little while, but in a day or two, your real color will show up. I think that is absolutely biblical. Because what what I'm connected to is going to work through me. What are you connected to? What are you connected to? We had three young, uh, young people get saved this morning. They made a decision for the Lord. I want you to know that it says in Scripture that if you will confess Jesus as Lord, if you will confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. Have you done that? Have you literally confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord? Please don't get in a hurry on me and don't think, that, don't think that you've done it just because maybe you grew up in church and you've been to church your whole life. Have you confessed Jesus is Lord? And do you really believe that he was raised from the dead? If you can check both of those little boxes, then you, then you are a Christ follower. And then I want to ask you, are you really following him? There's some things that we need to get right. A lot of things just don't matter. This does. Are you really following Christ? It's why we're going through this book, because to take it another step farther, are we really doing what the Lord said in his word to do in the church? Or have we somehow started doing other things and think that was church? Think that was God's idea for church? Because that's what happens. Because my parents didn't, because their parents didn't, because I just was brought up this way and because of our culture, we've all done this thing this one way and we've not come back to say, wait a minute, what did God say? You know, that's what the, uh, sometimes the kings would say, go find a prophet. One prophet would show up and say, say this, oh, you always say good things about me. Go find that guy that always says something bad about me. What does he say? Why? Because this king was always doing his own thing. But this prophet would speak truth. And we can believe our system, our world system, or we can commit to getting in the word, following him, obeying him, and really seeing God move. Are we really seeing God move? It's not his fault. We must follow him. And when we follow him, all these signs and miracles will follow. I don't have to go make these signs and miracles happen. I couldn't anyway. And whatever thing I could conjure up would be anti-God anyway. All I need to do is get my roots in, abide in him, follow him, trust him, and he'll go ahead and do his thing. So I want to ask you personally, are you following him? It's all that really matters.
Your finances, it's a big deal. We want to pray for you. Your healing, it's a big deal. We want to pray for you. Your circumstances and your, your stuff, your marriage, that's a big deal. We want to pray for you. But if we will get this piece right, all these things will get themselves worked out. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. We want to put that part aside and just fix my stuff. God, my car is broke. Fix my car. No, I want to fix you. If I can fix you, all this other stuff's going to be fine. Amen. Stand up with me and let's just pray together. Can you remember what the point today was? Roots. Thank you. Maybe you'll remember it. Maybe you'll take it another step of remembering and start to apply it. Deep roots. Say deep roots. Father, in Jesus' name, let our hearts be good soil. Let this stuff not bounce off of us. Let it go in. And God, accomplish what it was set forth to do. Your word tells us that it will not return void, but that it will accomplish what it was set forth to do. God, let our hearts be good hearts, soft hearts, not stubborn, not set in our ways, but Lord, be soft and pliable and teachable. That goes for me. Change me. It's the only one that I can change is me. Change me. Help me. Help Church on the Hill to have deep roots. If you've not accepted Christ, right now, out of your own mouth, confess Jesus as Lord. I know that you know it. I know it's welling up in you. You're just, you just need to take that step of faith and say it. I accept you as my Lord Jesus. And I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe you're not in that grave any longer, but you're alive. Save me. Save me. Father, I just pray for a breakthrough week. Just pray that, Lord, that you would just give us favor, that as we're getting in your word and following you, that, God, you just go ahead and just start doing miracles in our life. Open those doors that couldn't be opened. Father, I pray for next week for homecoming, for relationships to be restored, for hearts that have been hurt in church, whether in this church or in other churches, Lord, would be healed. God, I just pray for just a renewal in this place of your spirit, of your people, of love. And God, I just pray over uh, Pastor Steve for a great word, over Rob and Kinos, Lord, that we would, we would just have church, that this would just bring glory to your name. Now, Lord, bless us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Please go out and have a snack with us. We're just wanting to connect with you. God bless you.